Hello, queen, and welcome to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara, also known as Spiritual Hype Woman, and I am your best friend for your spiritual journey. You are in the right place if you are ready for transformational conversations to connect with your truest self. My hope is that you grow more authentically aligned with a lot of hype from me along the way. Let's grow together and live a more purpose-driven life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. It has been a minute, and I am very grateful that you all have been so sweet and sending messages over the last few weeks as I've been taking one heck of a break. And that has inspired today's episode where I want to talk about authentic rest and why it's so important that we treat our bodies, our minds, our souls to genuine rest. (laughs) If you are new here and this is the first episode you're listening to just want to say hello my name is kiara or kiara whatever you prefer and i am a little bit of a workaholic i'm one hell of a people pleaser in recovery and um i want to say a recovering perfectionist but my perfectionist tendencies really get the best of me and sometimes when we combine all of those things together, we get an overworked individual who becomes sick. (laughs) So a few weeks ago, I thought I had COVID and was going to be totally fine, you know, just fluids, rest, some soup. I was still working. I was still meeting with clients and I was feeling okay despite being ill. I didn't think it was affecting me that much, so I was still putting in full-time, working out at home, like I wasn't going to the gym, but I was still riding my Peloton or, you know, walking the dogs. I always believe, you know, my pups always need their daily walk, but that was something that was very rejuvenating for me was to just step outside after staring at the screen all day and communicating with people and doing all of the things. And over that weekend, I had found that it got worse very quickly. And it turns out that I did not have COVID at all. I had um, a sinus infection that went really wrong is what the doctor had told me. It really became aggressive. Like I said, within a few days, I had a cough that sounded very similar to bronchitis. Like my chest physically hurt every time I coughed. I had coughing fits that where I was pretty much like coughing up blood and I felt a different kind of tired that I can't explain. Like I was sleeping all night and still somehow could sleep three hours during the day if I wanted to, but I wasn't actually taking that rest. I was just working from the couch or, you know, whatever it needed to be. And, um, yeah, it, it got really bad. So when I did finally get to the doctor, I first had to go to urgent care. And when I finally got into my actual doctor, they had let me know that a sinus infection can actually spread to your brain. So this was news to me. 
not necessarily news to me, but you never think that the 1% the drastic thing is going to happen to you, of course. And at this point, I quite literally had no voice from the level of coughing that I had. And that was a sign that the infection was just taking over so aggressively. So long story short, I am totally okay. I am not dead. <laughs> so that, you know, we're starting off at a good point there. But that is to say that I wanted to paint the picture a little bit. I don't necessarily want to go into all the details of how graphic everything was. Um, just know that it was really bad. And at the end of the day, the doctor quite literally said to me, if you don't take the week off from work to go on vocal rest and rest your voice and take I'm not kidding y'all. I'm very familiar with amoxicillin. Me and amoxicillin are besties. I was on the highest dose of this antibiotic that I've ever been on in my life because the infection was that bad. Um, and my body was just so depleted at this point. And he said, you can either take this note, tell work that you cannot, you know, work this week and not talk for real for four or five days, or you will most likely be in the hospital by the end of the week. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty serious. And I, I hope this doesn't sound, uh, maybe this preface, you know, like saying this will give a little context. I definitely have had my fair share of medical things happen to me in my life. So I'm not really new to being sick or having a really bad cold that lasts like say a cold for a typical person lasts five to seven days i feel like mine lasts three weeks you know it's just very annoying i don't have the strongest immune system it's always something i'm working on health and wellness is really important to me but i do know that just some people have immune systems of steel and other people have some other things going on and that's totally fine but it was really different when he was like the doctor just said point blank like it's either this or you will be seeing me again it just will be in a hospital like take your pick and in my mind the only thing i thought of first i thought of obviously something horrible was going on with work i shouldn't say horrible stressful was happening at work at the same time and i'm like how am i gonna make it work <laughs> and then at the same time i'm like oh my friend, I'm in my friend's wedding on Saturday, and this was Monday. I can't be that person that screws up her entire wedding by being in the hospital on being in the hospital on Friday and throwing off the balance of her pictures of bridesmaids to groomsmen. My mind was so out of whack immediately thinking about everybody else and not the fact that I could potentially die from a freaking infection spreading to my brain. <laughs> like now I laugh about it, but that is a prime example. This isn't my first rodeo of it choosing to feel um, responsible or this responsibility of taking care of other people and putting their needs before my own. I'm like, oh my God, my friend's wedding. Oh my gosh, this thing happening with work. How can I do this? And then, you know, and again, I, I really want to stress, like, I cannot tell you how bad my voice was. Like, I could barely speak above a whisper because there was nothing coming out 
as sound basically and he said he's like if you you know the big thing with this vocal rest is you could permanently damage your vocal cords like you could have lasting permanent damage if you don't rest and as you know if you don't know my job in marketing truly is just talking to people all day yes i'm staring at a screen and doing marketing things however it may manifest that day but i do have a lot of zoom calls client calls you know my coaching clients i also have in the evenings post work i i'm just a very talkative person i have a podcast <laughs> so pretty much my entire existence revolves around my voice and me talking so this was like a you know a very big deal and all i could think about in my pea-sized brain <laughs> was how is this going to affect everyone else around me instead of myself? And this is when I'm like, y'all, I have a problem. I have a problem where I don't authentically rest. And that is how I got here in the first place. And I realized I do a pretty decent job with little bouts of rest. I do give myself that credit. But at the same time, when I do, and I know it's not right to necessarily compare yourself or your situation to other people, but on the whole, that's when I really started to comprehend how little I actually do rest if you look at the whole span of like an entire week for myself. And now I'm sitting here on the other side of being really sick after taking a full week off, a genuine silent retreat, like unplanned, not really a retreat because that seems like peaceful and good, but this was just like stressful and upsetting. You know, you want to not be ill and permanently damage your vocal cords. So all of that to be said, almost 10 minutes into the episode, I want to say that is the background and precursor as to why I really had to take rest seriously. It took something very drastic for me to get there. And I hope, first and foremost, it does not take you to that point to get there. I hope it's just a little whisper in your ear or a tiny little nudge or tap on the shoulder. But some people, like myself, I try not to judge myself or criticize myself in this way, but I need a fucking Mack truck coming at me a hundred miles an hour for me to listen to taking rest and time off. So if you are in that boat and you overwork yourself and you struggle to ask for help and you work through pain, sickness, etc., because you don't want to let people down or you want to feel, fulfill obligations or you don't let your friends and family down, this, that, the other thing, this episode is for you. Let's talk about authentic rest. For me, I'm going to be a very skewed individual when I talk about this because to me, I am very about, or what I was very about, now I'm going to find more balance as I navigate this, is productive rest. And a good friend at work actually <laughs> pointed this out to me. I'm laughing because I just didn't realize how much I thrive off of productivity. So I'm like, oh, I can't talk. I can't work. I'm going to clean my whole house. I'm going to declutter my closets. I'm going to read these books that are checked out from the library. I'm going to make sure I do all of the things. Like I pretty much like made a list for myself of all of the things that I could do. I won't lie. What I knew right off the bat that I was not going to do that week. And of course it's going to be different depending on your type of rest. Maybe you just need 
you know, mental rest. Maybe you need creative rest if you're in a creative field where you're a writer, author, singer, painter, artist of some kind. I feel like I should touch on that too, the different types of rest. Of course, there's physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, sensory, creative, and social. Those are the seven main types of rest. So right off the bat, I can tell you, I knew I was going to take physical rest very seriously. There was no gym. There was no Peloton for, I literally think, two weeks. I did not work out. The only activity that I got was going out with the dogs every day to walk them because one, they need it. And two, that was my way of clearing my head, getting outside, getting into nature. And that feels calming. I don't see a walk as a workout, but if you do, that's totally fine. But for me, a walk is a very meditative, relaxing activity. So right out of, you know, from the jump, right from the jump, I knew physical activity is a no-go this week and so on and so forth. My next thing that I realized is I really did have a lot of mental stress and I needed to take a step back from all of the mental, like mental rest. For me, that was getting off of social media. And I guess you consider this as sensory too. So a little bit of mental, a little bit of sensory and maybe a touch social, right? Because if you're interacting with other people online, but I really did not engage on social media. I did not create content. I did not even post pre-made content. I did not message people. The only post I put up was just saying, hey, super sick. And I have to cancel all of my client calls for the week. And then I messaged my clients just to say, you know, this is the skinny. Here's the tea, the quick rundown. I literally can't talk. I am super unwell and I'm not able to meet this week. And we, I rescheduled all of my calls. So other than that, there was no social media. I found, if I'm being very truthful, which I don't know if anyone has ever felt this way, I would sometimes watch like YouTube videos or even just like find recipes on Pinterest, you know, very light, low-key things. It has nothing to do with coaching or Instagram or being a creator. But I found that I couldn't even engage with very simple social content. Like it was too stimulating. The sensories of just like my phone light, like the physical screen brightness was a lot. And I never thought about that in this sense, like being sick, right? Because so, you know, like sinus infection, um, you might be congested. I, like I said, didn't have a voice. I had a cough, all of these things. And I knew that working out wasn't going to be great, but I didn't think, I should say, I didn't think that I would be on my phone the entire time, but I thought that my phone would be in like a nice little break or even my laptop to like watch YouTube videos or um, even to be completely honest, the first few days, like I didn't even watch TV. Like I didn't have the mental capacity to look at any kind of screen for like the first two days, like Monday and Tuesday. I genuinely kind of sat in silence and didn't read a book, didn't no TV, no computer, no phone, and just kind of like sat there, <laughs> had soup and just was completely silent. I don't know if that sounds really sad, but that is the truth of what that day was and just kind of like drifting in and out of like um, naps, 
throughout the day. So for me, that was incredibly difficult, but I realized how quickly those days passed and it just showed how badly my body, my mind, my eyes needed that level of rest. And then I turned off the shame that I was feeling because in my mind, I was running through in my mind, you know, the voice that's inside your head is just like, you could be productive right now. You could be reading a book. You could be cleaning. And for sure, of course, like when I finished having my soup, I washed my bowl and put it away. Right. So I guess you can call that quote unquote productive, but it's not like I went out of my way to clean out all the closets or shampoo, vacuum the carpets. I didn't do anything drastic. I just did quite literally the bare minimum to survive, like shower, eat my, I really didn't have an appetite, unfortunately. So my entire diet was like soup, tea, and I was so sad. I didn't even want coffee, but just turning off that shame of you are allowed to rest in any way that you need to rest. (laughs) And if that genuinely means that you are too tired to even watch a Netflix show, like that's, that's a freaking sign, (laughs) you know, that you need to do so much more than the very bare minimum of taking the mental health day at work. So I really tuned into my favorite tip here of listening to my body. So the first two days it was no stimulation or sensory overload of any kind. No computer, no phone, no TV. Didn't even read a book. I remember telling my one friend that like, it's so odd for me because reading is very restful to me. Like I love entering a story in the the world of a different character, but I could not mentally do that. And again, that shame came in, but my body just kept telling me like, no, no, nothing. Even if this is a fun book, you're not even learning from this book. It's just a story about a character, like no productivity of any kind for these first two days. And then by Wednesday, I felt definitely like a lot better. And I did read a book that day, made me feel really good. Still not really on, um, no screens except for I did have to step into work as in step in open up my computer and send one email because something was going on with somebody at, you know, in my company, something was going on. So I did have to write up a communication piece to someone. So other than that, that was like the only work I did was a quick little email. And I'm like, all right, that's enough screen time for me, baby, this (laughs) quick little email. But some of the things, you know, I want you to keep in mind when it comes to authentic rest, genuine rest, Getting off social media or the screen detox is so, I I can't express it to you. It changed the game for me because by Wednesday, I genuinely felt like 40% better. And I did have to think about it, just like how much of my life is a screen. My entire work from home situation, my full-time job is on a computer, And then coaching clients is through Zoom on a computer or I'm messaging them on Instagram on my phone or I'm creating content for social media on my phone or I'm watching a documentary on Netflix on the TV, you know, or watching TV, whatever it is, have the football game on in the background. There's a TV on, even if I'm not like personally watching it, it's on in there. So 
stopping that sensory overload, just like let your senses have a break. And I think that's something that's not talked about enough. Of course, we talk about physical rest, like sleeping and not working out. But how can you give your other senses, your eyes, your ears, a break as well? And your mouth, if you're me, and literally couldn't talk for four days. That was super difficult. And yes, the mental break as well from not having to consume content or read something. It was just so helpful. So some of the things that I also did that I had to put um, a stop to shame was a break from responsibilities. So when I say that I did the bare minimum, y'all, like I was only taking care of myself. I was not meal prep. I did not like meal prep any food, one, because I did not have an appetite for those. I would, I want to say two weeks just to round it out and make it some, you know, simple, but you know, maybe a week and a half, whatever it was, it was awful, but I did not go grocery shopping. I did not, um, do anything like extra around the house, basically just like cleaned up whatever mess I had. And that was it. And, you know, said, screw it to any kind of like formal meal planning, buying said food, doing all of the things, whatever. It was just for me, it was like soup. Finally, I got an appetite back and then I had some crackers. (laughs) Um, And that was pretty much it for me. So I did not push myself to dust, to vacuum even, if I'm being completely honest. And I have two dogs. So like, think about that. It was it was something that once I started to feel better, yes, after that week, I'm like, okay, I finally feel good enough to like vacuum this house. (laughs) Right. But I shut off the need. And you also have to think too, I literally couldn't talk to anybody. So my responsibilities to like support my friends or be there to give advice or listen while somebody vented, like I couldn't engage in conversation unless obviously through text, but again, voice is very, you know, a big part of my existence and my friends will, we will just call each other and just be like, I got to tell you about this thing that happened at work today. I got to tell you that's happened with my mom today, whatever it may be. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't engage with anybody or do anything. And I just realized my responsibility level was so low. You know, no one could rely on me for that week. And I realized, It was a breath of fresh air because everything was still moving perfectly fine. Nothing fell apart at work. Nothing fell apart at home. My dogs were fed and taken care of. Obviously, I was able to feed them, feed them, walk them, take them outside. But again, bare minimum, I didn't go for the three mile walk every day. I just did, you know, the two mile walk or the mile and a half or whatever it was. So you don't always have to go above and beyond with your responsibilities. If you want this genuine rest, there are simple ways for you to give yourself that break before you get to the point of a full breakdown, right? (laughs) You can lighten your load a little bit and there are easy ways to do that. And again, just think of what is taking up that massive amount of responsibility. Maybe it is mental stress. Maybe it's emotional stress, especially if you are listening to this and you're also in the coaching world or personal development space where you provide services or courses or anything that relates to helping other people. There is a huge 
mental, emotional, creative, spiritual, right? You're putting a lot of yourself into this work where you need to provide yourself rest. And again, main things that I talk about all the time, listen to your body, your mind, and your soul. You will never be steered wrong and put a stop to any of the shame that you may be feeling or that expectation that you feel like you need to be doing anything. The expectation of the responsibilities you have thinking that the ship can't run without you because I learned, you know, firsthand there are people to step in and help. I can't thank my manager and senior manager enough for stepping in and doing so many things to support my direct report, to support clients, all the work that was going on. Again, something was going on with one particular client and they were on it like no other. And it felt so good knowing that I didn't have to be on standby with my computer open 24-7-365, as in, you know, for that week, for you know, waiting to send the next email or have to do this communication or jump on a Zoom call or things were going to fall apart. That's just catastrophizing the situation when in reality, people are independent. They can do their jobs. They're in those roles for a reason and they're there to help. So think about the people that can step in and help you, even if this is on a simple level, you know, right? Say it's not about a big organization or a company or anything like that. What can you outsource to a partner or a friend or your, you know, even if you're a mom, your kids, there are simple things that kids can do to help tidy up the house, right? Age appropriate chores are totally normal. Easy ways for you to kind of give yourself the break from responsibilities and know that people are in your corner to help you. And then the other things that really gave me that feeling of authentic rest was alone time. One, because I was literally so sick, I could not see anybody, or even if I did see people, I couldn't talk to them. So I really get, I understand that this is like a more unique situation, but even pretend you just like have a sore throat from a cold, like you don't want to talk and use your voice because your throat hurts. But my alone time peaked during this time, and I realized how much my social and sensory space like needed that break as well. You know, I am a pretty social being. I am always talking to people and communicating in some form or fashion. And I'm like, wow, my social battery was even drained from the engagements online or even like, you know, again, of course, love seeing friends, love making plans, doing all of the things that is great. But sometimes you need to take the break in your schedule and just spend some quality time with yourself. And although this was because I was sick, maybe apply this again to give yourself these moments of break and peace before you have this full breakdown where you're about to go to the freaking hospital, right? And one other thing that I did because of the situation I was in that really helped me, and I feel like I need to pull it out because I don't remember perfectly, but I did the brain dump of all brain dumps on, I think it was like six sheets of paper. So it was like half a venting, half stream of consciousness, half brain dump, all combined into one. And basically the, f- the first feeling, you know, again, I was super um, broken down and needed the rest those first two days, like the real, real rest. I was, you know, not really, even though I was sick prior to that, I wasn't actually resting at this point. But when I got that notice and needed to um, 
be like, yo, you need to take the week off. You can't talk. Don't do anything. Just rest and eat the freaking soup and take your medication take the antibiotics so we can kill this, you know, infection that's literally overtaking your body. I panicked, like I said before previously, like, oh my gosh, I'm in a wedding. Oh my gosh, this thing is going on with work. Oh my gosh, I have dogs that I need to take care of. I have people that are counting on me and things going on. And my mind spiraled that first thing, like when I went home. And of course I did have to communicate, you know, my mom was super concerned with me. So I told her pretty much like vocal rest, no talking, da da da. We communicated through text after that, you know, sent like copy and paste of the message to my brother, to Josh, to my mom, to good, like super close friends who knew I was not doing well. So made sure that all of that was like communicated. But after that, I brain dumped and then had this immediate like feeling of panic and anxiety. And I just wrote down everything that was on my mind on like just basically word vomit on a paper and just scribbling and scribbling. This is what's stressing me out. This is what I'm afraid of happening. This is what I'm concerned with. This is what's making me feel bad. Everything, everything was going on to this paper and doing that. I immediately like, like a spiritual experience, I wrote all of it down like four to six pages. Um, and then I ripped them up and threw them away and it felt like the biggest exhale because at the end of the day, none of those things were going to manifest or transpire because they were just in my head saying that if I wasn't the one doing these things, it wasn't going to get done or that there was going to be an issue or someone was going to be hurt and upset, but that's not the truth. The truth is everyone needs rest. Even your phone and your computer need to be plugged in and recharged every day. We don't expect technology to operate and function at its best with a dead battery. And it reminded me that so many people are willing to step in and help before you even get to that level of sick. (laughs) And if you want to authentically rest, the best way to authentically rest is to build pockets of it into your day and week where It doesn't feel overwhelming. It's just 15 minutes of rest, 30 minutes of rest, things like that. And you won't get to that buildup, that bubbling boil over point. So instead of having this toppling over, bubbling over point, so to speak, you can realize that it's okay to take small breaks that feel less stressful, right? You can build in 30 minutes of a break. Maybe that's just 30 minutes of, you know, maybe you do read or journal. Maybe you do go for the walk for 30 minutes. Maybe you find that you build into your routine to go to bed 30 minutes earlier, right? But the the point of it is to say it doesn't have to be something so drastic where you are a mute, (laughs) where you are mute for an entire week, no working, no communicating with the outside world unless it's through text and basically sleeping on and off for, you know, several days. And thinking about those areas of rest too is one, listen to your mind, body, and soul and give it what it needs. Put a stop to the shame and make sure that you know you're doing this for you so that you can be of service to others, right? You can't be of service to others like a phone, like a computer, but you're so much more valuable than an inanimate object, obviously. You can't be of service to do the things that you love to the people that you love if you aren't taking care of yourself first. And I know that sounds so cliche, but 
what did it come down to for me is I was messaging again a coworker about this, just the guilt that I was feeling. And they said, like without hesitation, like the company is no good if you fucking die this week. And I'm like, damn, that's a that's a great valid point. So if you work yourself sick or work yourself to death or work yourself and stress yourself out so much that you have a heart attack and die, I know that's drastic, but it can happen. There are a lot of people that are going to be affected by that. And a lot of people who love you that would have been like, why didn't you just ask for help? Or why couldn't you just rest? Why did it take so much for them to prioritize themselves. So stop that shame, stop that internalized shaming and guilting that you need to be productive all the time or do productive rest. No, be cool with being unproductive. The last few things of like wisdom is just like, it's perfectly fine to do nothing. It's perfectly fine to take a nap, rest whenever you want, take a break, literally stare out the window like i'm not kidding y'all i had nothing but staring out the window at one you know one or two of the days and it was fine right like i i made it through and it's just like wow this is what happens when you're alone with yourself really because you can't physically mentally emotionally have the stimulus of reading tv computer phone like strip all of that away and truly what i had was the window and watching birds and the leaves fall and it was perfectly okay There's definitely a stigma attached to laziness, but it's not lazy to sleep as much as your body needs. And it's not lazy to not answer your phone or to cancel plans or even leaving important things for another day because you're not at operating at your best to do those things, right? And you can also take a break from Again, the simple things, your phone, social media, from answering calls and texts, anything like that, that's perfectly fine. But that doesn't make it lazy. That means that you know your limits and you know when you need to do something for you to get yourself back to the place where you need to be. So I hope that this inspires you and encourages you to rest because rest is a spiritual practice. It is... All of the beautiful things come from, this is a reminder that all the beautiful things come from rest. Your best work, your beautiful friendships and relationships with the people that you love and care about, the work you do, the art you create, the experiences and memories you create and share with others. So put a stop to the shame for authentic rest. You deserve rest simply for existing. You don't have to prove how much you need to rest, right? You don't have to put a 12-hour workday in to say, ah, I deserve rest now because I did. I went, you know, and gave 200% today. No, you could give 5% and still deserve rest. I am always rooting for you and I appreciate you. And I would love to hear your insights on rest and what makes you feel rested, rejuvenated, relaxed, feel free to connect with me on Instagram and we can chat more about it there. Until then, I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Bye guys. 
Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I cannot wait to see you next time for another transformational chat. If you want to connect on Instagram, you can follow me at Spiritual Hype Woman, all one word, and let me know what you would like to talk about next when it comes to spirituality. Thanks for being here.